Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Friday, November 19th, 2021. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Stacy, Sarah, and we have Georgina for her first podcast recording. Yay! Yay! And we are going to talk about romance tropes. So for the first time in the history of Book Bistro, we are not doing a monthly picks episode the last week of the month because December is very, very lean in terms of the books coming out. So we needed another episode to fill the slot. And so we decided to do some romance tropes. So we're going to chat about some of the things that we love best about romance. So I will get into the housekeeping information and then we'll get started. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so romance tropes. One of the things that people point to a lot when they talk about why they don't like romance is that it's formulaic, that you always know what's going to happen, you know how all these stories are going to go. And while in part, I would say that's true in a, in a very basic way, there are so many things that you can bring to a romance novel to make it special and unique. And so we're gonna talk about some of those today. So tropes are the common plot points in romance novels, and they could be things like Stacy's personal favorite, haha, secret baby. No! <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or like forced proximity, arranged oh, yeah, marriage, so many. So we're going to share with you some of the ones that we like best. I'm going to get started. I really love fake relationship books. Yeah, there's just something about like the subterfuge that is involved in pretending that you have a relationship with this person. And there are so many like awesome reasons that people do this. You know, sometimes they're a little silly. They wouldn't actually happen in real life, probably. Um, like Rock Bottom Girl by Lucy Score. Oh, for example, um, oh, so but it, it works so, so well as like a fake relationship romance. I also really love um, Take a Hint, Danny Brown. Yes. And, and that's by Talia Hibbert. And Sarah Desai's um, 
The Dating Plan, which is the second book in her Marriage Game series. And there are like a ton more that are are super great. Does anybody else have any like fake relationship books that you? Oh my gosh, I get to talk about my one of my favorite books of 2021 because I haven't mentioned it enough since I read it like in the spring. And I love that we can talk about it again tonight. And that's Accidentally Engaged by Farah Heron. And it is probably one of my top three books of 2021. And it was like fake relationship to the max, fake engagement, fake relationship, keep the parents happy, pretend you're in love to join a contest, a baking contest. It was just like the most amazing thing I've ever read. So that's my favorite for that trope. This is on my list of things to read really soon. Oh, oh, Shannon, please read it. It's so I good. I just, I just read it. It's, and it's like fake relationship, but not so over the top that like you can't get into the story. Sarah? Fake relationships. So there are so many of like fake marriage. There oh. is, um, like, um, what's it called? It's LJ Shen. Um, oh, the devil wears black. Yes. And she, she pretends. So they were together like years ago and they broke up and, um, the, the hero's father is dying and his like last wish is to like see them together. So they pretend to be together to go home because it's his dying wish. But of course, you know, they're, they fall oh. in love because, you so, know, they really were meant to be together. And I would there say a that Christian Higgins like that too, kind of. Yes. Um, yes. Is there? Yeah. Natalia talks about it sometimes. Um, my one and only maybe. Is that it? No, that's the one where that's her and her ex-husband. But I don't think there was a fake relationship in that one. How about um, the Vampire's Surprise by Kristen? Oh, the Vampire's Painter? Fiance. Yes, that one. That was a great one. Um, Is that Kristen Painter? Yeah, yes. Kristen Painter, and that's where um, she pretends to be his fiance, and because um, it helps him out. Right. Yeah, that's you a good want to one. Help out a vampire. I know. I'd like to help out a vampire. I don't know. (laughs) There's a Claire Kingsley book that's perfect for this too. And it's the Everly Dalton. Um, It's a Martini Running Club book Book one. one. And I'm blanking on. It's not, it's, it's, um, because it had, it had one name and then she changed the name. I think you talked about it, Sarah, when we did um, the whole like fake relationship episode. Yes. I love this book so much. I think you talked about it. So Everly Dalton is an assistant to a CEO of a company, which of course is very cliche, but this book is anything but cliche. And um, she has had like a string of like horrible dating disasters, but he really needs her at the last minute, like during a party to step up and help him because his like stupid ex is now with his dad. And yeah. he needs to be in a relationship so that, like, she'll leave him alone. And so Everly comes to the party and pretends, and they do such a good job. He ends up moving her into his house because his father has <laughs> to move in as well because he's ill. And it's just a really, really good book. And what I like about this book is that their relationship, I mean, it's fake, but 
like he really realizes that for a long time, like he's appreciated her and I don't know. And just like a martini running club. So they all like Everly and her friends like go running because they're trying to be healthy, but they're not like super healthy. And then they go and have big salads, but they really just go to, so they can drink martinis after they run. It's a good excuse to get together. She uh, would go for a run and then she would have McDonald's because it would make her feel better. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd rather have the martini, but I can see like how you could be like, oh yeah, I just ran like so many miles so I can justify this quarter pounder. Well, and then wouldn't another book that would really fit into this trope would be that um, Christina Lauren, the soulmate equation. Oh, yes. Oh, because these two she she um is a single mom and she has her own business and she works at this she goes every morning to this coffee shop and she works like you know sits at a table and works and this guy comes in what do they call him Mr. Americano because he always gets boring Americanos and um he comes in every morning and she finds out that he's like the head of like this um I'm going to say matchmaking agency, but it's not like matchmaking. Like Like you go in, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but they create an app and you fill out this questionnaire and it uses like this technology to match your DNA from your DNA. And it matches you with um, a person that would be like genetically like your best match. So she matches with Mr. Americano, who (laughs) she um, thinks is a total arrogant ass. And it's how they pretend to have this relationship so that he can promote his app. And then they really develop such a beautiful relationship. Oh my God. I love him. I know. I love that book too. I'm glad you thought of it. Do you have a favorite trope for us, Stacy? So I, ha- I mean, there are so many romance tropes that I love and um, Sarah and I kind of talked a minute, so I know what she's going to say, which is my other favorite. So I'll leave that one to her. But one that I love a lot is enemies to lovers when it's done. Well, it is just the greatest. And a couple books that I can think of off the top of my head that do this trope really well. One is by a thread by Lucy score. Yes. Uh, and that one, one, oh, it's so good. And it's all about this girl who's down on her luck. And she, uh, through a string of circumstances ended up, ends up working for this arrogant toolbox of a boss. Um, and very slowly over the course of the book, they both realize that, you know, there's more to each other than at first impression. And that's all I'm going to say about it because it's just really good. And it's, there's some very funny parts and just some delightful parts. Um, I would also say, um, you know, I think the book that sort of really brought this kind of trope back into major prominence is going to be the hating game by Sally oh, Thorne yes. uh, and um, the hating oh. game, actually there it's um, the movie's coming out in early December. So that'll be interesting to see what, what? they do with the movie. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Stacey, we have it's going to gonna go. be streaming. Oh. Well, it's streaming, I think. I, and I think I know, it's in but theaters, but we have, we have to, to watch, watch it together. together. Yeah. And that one is, again, I, I, I just chose two books that were about um, like office romances. And I usually think those are vomit, but for some reason, <laughs> these two are like, stellar standouts in the tro- in the genre and in the trope. Um, I've got see. a couple that I can mention that. Yeah. Um, what would you very- say? So I loved <laughs> Dear Enemy by Kristen Callahan. Oh, God, so me too. Oh. That was a wonderful enemies to lovers book about um, a chef and a 
a friend of the family, um, a child who was more friends with her sister growing up who made her high school years just oh, a this living guy with like a ridiculous name. <clears throat> yeah, Saint I can't remember his name. Something. Saint, well, his name isn't really Saint, but yes, yeah, Saint. And he made her teenage years such a living hell and humiliated her at the prom. And it was, but um, as adults, she ends up being his chef. He's famous now. He's an actor. And this book is absolutely one of my most favorites by Kristen Callahan, Dear Enemy. It is just amazing. The other book that I really, really love um, I don't know why I'm talking about Stacey's talking about office romances by accident. I'm talking about cooking romances, but I don't mean to. Oh, I love is, cooking romances. Um, They're so lovely. Romances. Yep. Burn for you. Is it burn for you by JT Geisinger? They, so he works at a restaurant and she works at a restaurant for me, and right? she burn for, for me. Yeah. Burn for me. I'm sorry. Burn for me by JT Geisinger. And she, one of them writes a bad review about the other person's restaurant. He writes a bad review. He writes He's a, a reviewer. Review. He's a food critic and he writes a bad review about her restaurant. And they really don't hit it off well, but through like a whole series of events, they um, are thrown together and they fall in love. And I absolutely loved this book so much. It was one of my very favorites. So I one that, that I have for this um, is one actually that Natalia and I read for an interview, and it's kind of a, a controversial pick. A lot of people hate it. Um, I kind of get the impression that they hate it like because they haven't read it and just sort of like listen to whatever people say. <laughs> um, but this is Meet Me in the Middle by Debbie oh. Daniels. And it's a, it's a political romance, which I think was kind of a risky move um, given, yeah. you know, the, the current climate. And it's basically people from across the aisle, you know, meeting in the middle. But the first part of it is full of like all of these like pranks that they play on each other. And you get to know all the reasons that they really dislike each other. And then, of course, as they spend more time together and they're kind of drawn together by working on a bill that like they're both... They, they think that if they do this like bipartisan bill, you know, maybe this will make things better. And they, of course, fall in love. Um, but Natalia and I read it for an interview that we did with the author. And I ended up liking it a lot more than I expected to. I thought, you know, given the political bent that it, it wouldn't be very good. But I, I did really like it. Georgina? I'm do you have a trope to... or a book? <laughs> Like it's well, I was thinking of the ones the lovers to oh, enemies the lovers to enemies, but I can't remember the author. It was it was more of a young adult where they did. I'll have to go back through my Kindle history because I just finished all her. What's the premise? We might be able to help you. I want to say it was called Haydenville, or I think that was the town they lived in, and it was about a girl where they were their parents the father walked he left he took everything and didn't tell the mother and the mother's used to keeping up appearances and told everyone that her husband just needs him any vacation but he's already been gone a month oh and dear. so the oh. oldest daughter melissa has to go and get a job at the country club and her 
the guy that she's in love or falls that her enemy is of course the high school NC. basketball player. Ah <clears throat> yes. If is you it- um if you do look at the if you do look at your Kindle and find the title, you can text it to yeah. me and I can put it in yeah. the show notes so okay. that people know what it is. I if I if I were talking about a trope, I like the whole arranged marriage like oh me too yes (laughs) the one um the of course the one i'm currently haven't finished with all the drama that's been going on is um uh highland velvet by jude oh oh yeah oh yeah that's so good classic book Jude Devereaux is amazing. What about the the gift by Julie Garwood? That was an arranged marriage too. Oh, yes, yes, long so ago. Good. He's the pirate, and do you remember that one? Have you read it, yes. Gina? Yes. No, I don't think I have. Oh, oh Julie oh, Garwood. If oh, you if you like it. all the Jude Devereaux and stuff, this is yes. right up your alley. It's um, oh gosh, it came out like in the early nineties. I would say. I mean, it's yeah. it's not a. It's oh, like an old I school romance. It's been a while. Well, it's, I just he. He was like, um, like titled and everything. It ended up, and I don't remember how, cause it's been a long, I'm, there's some books I'm yes. afraid to reread because I don't know if they'll stand up. Yeah. You feel don't know um, if you're like them. Yeah. And, but this one, he, he and this little kid were, um, arranged marriage, this little girl when he was like, I don't know, eight and she was like four or something. Yeah. And, um, now they're adults and she always talks about, well, my husband will come back. Well, now he's like this fearsome pirate and oh. he comes back and they're like, they're currently married like and love on the high seas. It's yes. So, it's so good. It's and great. like, I feel like there's like, um, people chasing her. Like, I can't remember the whole story now, but the gift by Julie Garwood is like, I love that arranged marriage story. That one is great. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look oh up. yes. It's there's so, just something so, good. so awkward and wonderful about arranged marriage where like, they just go into this thing without knowing anything about each other. And Ooh, you know, what's a good arranged marriage book. Oh my God. It's, um, it's by, um, Carrie and Cole and it's Talon. It's a, it's a, a oh, yes! contemporary. And so you have to, um, it's like a contest basically where you're matched with someone and you have to marry them and you're with them for like a year and you have to journal your feelings about different things that like interview people, like the interview. And the you meet people. on your wedding day, right? And like you meet on a- your wedding day. Yes, you do. And Whoa. so this book <laughs> is, this book is about Talon, who's like a famous, like he's in a band and he um, is matched with this really kind of poor girl who like has to like burn the candle at both ends. And she's such a hard worker. And he seems like such a like vain, shallow person to her. And they think they're totally incompatible. And it's a really, it's, it's, it's a wonderful book because he kind of comes across at first, like if, when you don't know him, it's kind of like this whiny brat, but he's got so much more depth and she is just a beautiful soul. I love Carrie and Cole. She does tropes. She does age gap really well. She does a lot of tropes really well. So with, um, with arranged marriage, I think you're going to get more of those like in the historical romance realm yeah. because yes. it's such a great, and I, but I, I feel dumb because all I can think of right now is the gift and like Highland Velvet. But how about the Amanda other quick? She does um, a oh, oh, quick. Oh, oh yeah. I can't remember which one. 
I'm, but I don't are. remember the name, but the character, she had glasses and she was always like this frumpy and smart as heck, but uh, oh, I wish I could not remember. Not the mistress. Not no. the mistress. Not oh, the wait, mistress, is it- no. No. Blue is it the deception with like Olympia? Maybe so. Oh, I love the deception. His with name Jared? is like Jared, Jared Chilton, Chilton with the eye patch. I just remember him patch. being in bed and like they had to put a sword between them so that no, it, no it this weird. is a medieval. It's medieval. It's like, is it like surrender or um? Oh, there were like desire, desire. That's desire. exactly what it is. Yeah, they had to put a sword it's clear. in bed. Yeah. Okay, oh yeah, my god, that was a good one. That was really good. Um, that was very ooh, good. You know what's another good arranged marriage one? If you want to talk about old vintage romance, the best is old school romance is The Taming. Oh by, my yes. Jude Devereaux. Jude Devereaux. Yes. Her name Liana. was Liana. And his name Rogan. was Rogan. Rogan. Rogan, Rogan the Terrible or something. Rogan <laughs> the Terrible. He was the only other, Yeah, and the only other contemporary I can think of that sort of has that vibe and I'm not sure if it quite fits. Would be uh, Helen Huang the um, the I'm bride. I was just going to say that. Oh, yeah. God, I yes. love that book so much. Well, Helen Huang, I just love everything she writes. But that was an amazing book. That one just is where the um, his mother Kai Kai is the hero, and his mother um, arranges to bring a woman from Vietnam for her son, and contrives to get them in the same house together in hopes that by the end of the summer there will be a marriage, and if there is then um, she will get to bring her family from Vietnam and she has all these incentives. But Kai isn't so sure that he wants someone disrupting his well-ordered life. And that was, you know, but like, there's so many good, I mean, I feel like, I feel like the prize. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, the vampire's male order bride would also kind of fit that. I just finished that one. Oh, there's like a lot of like male order bride, like the Westerns that are like that. Um, oh, Cece, well, what is like, that Lorraine Heath where she's supposed to be a mail order bride for his brother and he has to come and fetch her? And oh, he has the, the first scars. one Destiny. in the Texas, yeah, Texas Destiny, right? And it's yeah, that could work for so many. It's supposed to be like kind of an arranged marriage, but also could be Beauty and the Beast. Like, there's so many things that it would, and there's yeah. also, um, oh gosh, Only Mine by Elizabeth Lowell. Where oh, she's God. a male order bride. Ages. Oh, oh, I wait. love her so oh. much. How about Once a Princess? Wasn't that an arranged marriage or no? Yeah. No. Uh, well, yeah. Was Joanna Lindsay? Sort it was of. like a fake yeah. relationship. They had to pretend. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Wrong trope. But that that is a very... It kind of works because he had to like get her a ring and stuff. Like, no, they were yeah. married. Well, they were married eventually. I don't think they were married right away. No, but because she princess. had to pretend... She had mm. to pretend mm-hmm. to be. Oh, the princess! Yes, Jude Devereaux. Yes, I did like that one too. Oh my god, I love that too. What is her Aria. name? Uh, Catherine Coulter, right? Her earlier <gasps> stuff. Lots oh, of arranged marriages, like the Beautiful. Sherbrooke Bride. And, yeah, those, those exactly. But some of those have kind of problematic, like yeah, they do. Rapey. They do. Yeah, but they do. So but the books like... are so. I just remember she yelled so loud. She was. I don't remember where she was in the Sherbrooke Bride, and she was trying to get someone's attention, and she screams, "Merde! I don't want to go to Paris with my husband." Shit! Yeah. Je ne veux pas aller à Paris avec mon mari. Merde! 
<laughs> just so funny. <laughs> Love Catherine Coulter. Yeah, I don't know. So many good ones. Sarah. Oh my gosh. So Stacy and I kind of had a little discussion about which trope we would each talk about. So some of these are both are tropes that um, we would both be talking about, but I love the beauty and the beast trope. I just, when it's done well. So um, one of the books that I read this year, because I'm very much into um, kind of those heroes that are kind of, I, I get tired of like the, we've talked a lot about like beautiful billionaire heroes by accident in this um, episode, but I really like the unconventional heroes, the scarred heroes, the, the, the heroes that maybe just need something. And so I read a book this year. Um, it's not like from this year, but um, the Vixen and the Vet by Katie Reg- Regnery. And it was such a good book. And it's about a veteran who um, hides in his house. He was very scarred um, in the line of duty and came home. He was like the town darling and then got very like disfigured. So of course people are like horrified by his appearance and nobody wants to be near him. And she is a reporter and she's going to interview him for a piece about like being a veteran and stuff. And it's just this beautiful book with like a beautiful relationship and, you know, preconceptions and, but he's, he's so like, he's so unhappy with his look that he can't see past. Like he thinks he just looks so awful that like nobody would ever like appreciate him for anything. Um, another really, really good book in this trope is um, the wish collector by Mia Sheridan. Oh, I need to read this. Oh, oh it's such a, my God. It's like so beautiful New Orleans, like the way Mia Sheridan writes it. Like you feel like you're in New Orleans. Like you can hear like people playing their trumpets and someone singing the blues from far away in the heavy, hot air. And he was a very, very cocky, handsome lawyer. And he got involved in a case and ended up, um, somebody else in the case ended up throwing a bomb and he ended up getting quite disfigured and hiding in his estate behind a wall. And she is a dancer who's come to new Orleans, but she's lost her spark. Her father is dead and she's alone and she's very lonely. And even though she's earned her place in this very like coveted dance company, she's kind of ridiculed and mocked because she's just, kind of floundering and struggling. And she learns about this estate where you can go and there are these cracks in the wall and you can write your wish on a piece of paper and drop it through the wall. And so she goes and she writes a wish. And a ghost of the estate is supposed to sometimes get yes. the wishes. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, that would make me cry. Oh, it's a it beautiful sounds book. very sad, but it looks It's so a wonderful it's not- book. And, and he's very disfigured. I mean, it's not like... You know, he has like one rakish scar above his eyebrow. I mean, he was very <laughs> injured by this bomb. I mean, he doesn't leave the yeah. estate. And wow. it's yeah. how they start talking to each other through these cracks in the wall. And then how she comes inside and how they chat at night when he, she can't see him. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful story. Stacey, what Beauty and the Beast books do you like? 
I know one she likes. I love them all. But the one that I keep talking about, because this might actually, I, I know I said Excellently Engaged was like one of my top reads of 2021, but My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. Oh, every single so- time we do an episode, I always text Shannon and I'm like, well, can I talk about My Darling Duke? And she's like, um, I think you just talked about it like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then, so I'll like, you know, let go for a minute and then something else will come up and I'll be like, oh, Shannon, um, can I talk about My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed? And she'll be like, um, I think you just talked about that. Like in the other episode about da, 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 da. I'm like, well, shit, I want to talk about it for every episode. So Georgina, you would really like this book. Yeah, if you have oh, read so good. anything by Stacey Reed, she is like the new, um, I don't even know. She is a gorgeous writer. This book is about a young woman who um, is trying to help her, her younger sisters to make matches. Um, she wants them to be able to marry for love. And so she, but in order to do that, they need to have more money and more prestige um, in London. And so she decides that there is this, um, there's a Duke that hasn't been seen in society for 10 years at all. And so she decides she's going to say she is his fiance and that they are engaged. And then that always works well. I mean, it oh, totally yes. does. And so not <laughs> only, so, so she, they get it, you know, quote engaged and all this stuff and she gets a nicer house and her sisters all of a sudden start getting like, you know, invitations to balls and soirees. And she's kind of like this very sought after person because she is engaged to this Duke who hasn't been seen in 10 years. Well, this Duke who hasn't been seen in 10 years isn't in fact dead or anything. He's just up in his estate in the Highlands because as so often happens in books of this type, he was horrifically disfigured in a fire um, that took some of his family. And, but he's so curious about this brazen young woman who is so forward that she would make these claims that are in the paper and everything about how they're engaged and like his lawyers are congratulating him on his engagement and he's like what the hell so he decides for the first time in 10 years he's going to come to london and meet this woman well this book is perfect if you like eating the bees to have has like the library you know up in his castle like it has all the things but it's also amazing for positive disability (laughs) representation yes um, and some really beautiful, um, intimate moments, um, that are beautiful because she writes intimate moments well, but it's more about the, um, the issues that he has with his body, um, and how they're impacting him during. And also the trust, the trust that has to develop, but I mean, yeah. down to like, I mean, this, this, this book, you can tell this book is, um, very much like an, homage to the Beauty and the Beast moments that we love. I mean, down to all of the the faithful um, staff who live in the, the castle with him and are more oh family than, yes. than servants. Oh and I mean, you can kind of see like Mrs. Potts and like Cogsworth. I mean, you can kind of see in these people, you know, and it's just like the loveliest book ever. And I just, I love this trope. And there are so many more. I mean, we could talk about, um, oh God, uh, The Legend of the Four Soldiers, book three by Elizabeth Hoyt. <gasps> Oh, and also um, Darling Beast by her. Oh, yes. In Maiden Lane. Maiden Lane, Uh uh-huh. And also, in a way, I would almost think the one about um, Valentine. um, Midnight Valentine. Oh, Duke Could almost, just simply because he's so... Oh, you're talking about Duke of Sin. Sorry, I thought you meant... Dreadful, and yet is able to sort of have some redemption um, in his... Uh, character arc because of the way that he is loved and how he loves her 
Um, I'm not sure if that one quite fits as well, but certainly my favorite is The Legend of the Four Soldiers, book three, and I can not to think Beguile of the name. To Beguile of Beast. Thank you, Shannon. I knew you'd know it. Um, God, there are some, so many. There are a lot of good contemporary ones, too. I can't even think. Like, I always am looking for Beauty and the Beast tropes that are the, that trope that is done so well. I, You know, there are so many that people call Beauty and the Beast, but they're not really, like, maybe he's just grumpy. To me, that's grumpy sunshine. That's not Beauty and the Beast. Like right. Beauty and the Beast, to me, the 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 hero has to have some sort of physical physical. I don't like the word disfigurement. I can't think of the word right now. But and what about the League of Jeweled Men by Patricia Varian, where August marries oh. the girl with the the foot that where they can't walk. She can't walk very well. Oh my god! I read those uh, in high school. God, I haven't thought I haven't, about those in Patricia Varian. <laughs> oh my god, those books were so good. Right, but the he's I think if I recall correctly, he ingested some type of poison, which poison. made him kind of right. It made him kind of crazy, so he didn't like to go out because he wasn't sure if he was hallucinating or not. Oh. That that's a very bad situation. And she was disfigured because she couldn't she had a limp that she was born with. I think that what that would be CP now. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It was her foot. Um right. and she also had glasses. I want to say her name. Yeah. I don't remember her name. And I don't then, remember. Oh mm-hmm. wow. I haven't I haven't thought about those books. August was my favorite book. I can't remember that one. It was like book six or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was I the last that one. Like we waited the whole time for August's book. Right. Yeah. There's also The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare, which was a little bit lighter in terms of um, content, like a little fluffier in terms of historicals than I usually like, but does the, the Beauty and the Beast thing really nicely yeah that's on my tbr actually that's one that i know i need to read and then of course i mean how can we talk about beating the beast without talking about lord of scoundrels ah yes loretta Um, chase yes that one i just read that again um i i had a day earlier this year where um i was not feeling all the greatest and i just laid in my bed and reread Lord of Scoundrels and it was just as delightful this time around and wonderful and uh, all that as it there was the so first many, time I read it. There are so many good Beauty and the Beast. Like there's like um, the Beastly Tales by MJ Hogg that are so good. And there's like, it's like a three book series Oh, I remember talking about those. Yes, I've talked about them before. But the thing that I loved and found really interesting was um, in the last book. So he is returned to his. He's very beastly. I mean, he looks like a beast, and I mean, like a like hair and you know, furry, like beastly. But what I find very interesting is the whole third book. He's actually been restored to the prince, and she has a hard time because she. She wants the beast and she won't look past her like she really is struggling because she won't look past her impressions. She she thinks now because he's beautiful, he's going to like be a different person. And obviously he has not changed. His his physical appearance has changed, 
but his soul is still the same. He's still the beast and she won't give him a chance. Like it's really, really an interesting take on the beauty and the beast. Like usually like the beast is like this horrible hulking creature and yeah, she falls in love with him, but really at the end, in order for him to be redeemed and for her to love him, which I hate this part of being the beast, but he has to be like the handsome prince. But in this one, when he becomes the handsome prince, she's almost like, ew, I don't like you. Like, I want the beast back. Oh. And I love that. They're great books. There, it's, there are three books, in the, and it's the Beastly Tales. M.J. Hogg. H, I think it's H-A-A-G. I think. I'll look it up for the show notes. Can we talk about friends to lovers for a minute? Because oh, I love I, that. See, I don't, I don't always love it. I think sometimes it falls flat, but when it's done well, it's so good. Like um, the smallest part by Amy Harmon is a good example of it where they were, you know, friends like all of their lives and she stepped aside so that her best friend could like be with this guy that they both, had feelings for and then eventually through a string of events that I won't really talk about she finally gets her chance to like be with him and she doesn't know you know should she do it but the like the deepening of that relationship from just them being like really close friends to actually falling in love I just really really liked it you know a good friends to lovers Amy Harmon I feel like is running barefoot do you, would yes. you say that was a good friends to lovers? Yeah, kind of, although. I mean, she kind of liked him as a kid, but I mean, like they were, and then he came back and took care of her when she was older. But I just, yes. like, I, what I loved about it is she sat with him on the bus every day. She helped him with her, po- with his poetry. Like he came to all of her recitals. She was such a good musician. Yeah. And then all these like heartbreaking events happened and she taught him how to like blossom and live. And then as an adult you know, horrible things that happened to her and he taught her how to blossom and live. I love that book so much. I, I don't know That's if you call that. So sad, but so I may have good. to reread that book. I oh, I've read really it, liked like, it too. You know what, Shannon, thank you for reminding me of that other Amy, Har- Amy Harmon you were talking about. It's been on my TBR for several years and I keep, I don't know. Friends to lovers is a little hard for me. Cause I like the sort of like, um, like the getting to know you, like sort of like mysterious vibe between two people who are kind of on that sexual tension thing. But I know I've read Good Friends to Lovers. I'm just, I'm Ooh. blanking at the moment. What? I know one. I have to think of the name um, for the show notes. Um, I'm going to need you to look it up, Shannon. It's my, it's, I, it's my very first book I ever read by Amy Dawes. And oh, yeah. They are best friends, like literally best friends. She's like this very curvy seamstress. She makes really like she makes clothing. She makes actually she makes clothing for like dogs, like small dogs. But she's also good at other clothing. She's a really cool. I want to say her name's Charlotte, but I don't think that's right. He plays rugby. And they are like literally best friends. They watch that um, show they watch a show together all the time. It's about a ranch. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's like a, a big Netflix show. Oh, they watch it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I can't articulate the name right now. Mm-hmm. I know. And they're like best friends. Like the part of the book is just so beautiful. They're beautiful, beautiful friendship. And they are very like, he's like this really hot, like 
athletic rugby player. And she's like this curvy, really, really awkward, really naive person. And they just really fit as friends. And then as the book goes on, their relationship develops so beautifully. Amy Dawes, this book, I, I, I really wish I could remember the name right now. I know Shannon will make sure that we have the correct name, but Amy Dawes, this is the first one I read and I called my sister and I said, I literally had to jump out of bed and run into my bathroom because it was the middle of the night and bury my face in my towel because I was <laughs> cackling so loudly. I did not want to wake up my husband. And I was like making these horrible sounds. And I mean, even now, if I try to describe a couple of the scenes in this book, I will absolutely lose my mind and not be appropriate to speak. Sarah, what about that Jessica Peterson book that you read? Um, oh, Southern. Uh, Southern. The- oh, it's the first one. Southern. Southern. It's Southern. hard because all of her, um, all of all her, her books, books start Southern. with Southern, but this is the first one in the Southern Highlands. I think it's the name of the series. It's the Southern um, Highlands series. And they were really good friends when they were younger and they drifted apart. He now owns like a vineyard and it's in the South. So I don't really know if it's a good vineyard, but he owns a vineyard. <laughs> and she has had a baby. And she's experiencing very significant postpartum depression. She's trying to take care of this baby. She's by herself. She's trying to like, like work and like be a person. And she's completely lost herself. And her friend comes back into her life and she ends up going to spend some time at this vineyard where he, that he owns now. And that's a very beautiful, um, that's a really, really good book too. Southern, not, oh shit. I really, I'm so sorry that I'm sucking at all the titles in this. It's, I will look it up. Yes. I'm so sorry. I want to say Southern Storms, but that's Brittany Cherry. Um, Southern. Oh, Brittany Cherry. It's not Southern Gentleman. It's Southern. That's a beautiful Friends to Lovers book. It's the The Southern Highlands. The Countess Conspiracy by Courtney Milan is another one that is such a good Friends to Lovers like taking us to a historical um it's just so so glorious a little high angst like if you're not in a mood for angst but she's a scientist and she can't get published like under her own name because she's a woman so she gets her friend to publish all of her work and like pretend that he did it and they eventually fall in love and it's just so so glorious you've told me to read this one for years i need to listen to you it's so good all right, I would say we have time for one more. Anybody have one last trope for us? I mean, there's so many, like Wrong Side of the Tracks, Bad Boy, Good Girl. I really like epistolary romances. They really do it for me. If it's letters, if it's texts, if it's like, I just like that kind of trope of getting to know someone through the written word. Um, I find that very romantic. I feel like it's very freeing for people to be able to express themselves in a different medium where they're not necessarily face-to-face with someone. Um, like, Fastest Way to Fall by Denise Williams. I need oh, to read it. I'm so Is this the new one? Did I, I think I yes. just saw it. Yeah. Um, so I Sam's would say... Letters to Jennifer, right? My, well, to yeah. Jennifer? Or like My Sweet Folly by Laura Kinsale. Oh, um, My Sweet Folly. Oh, God. Or, um, let's see, a little bit more current. Um, well, well you know, my, share. the flat share. 
um, by Beth O'Leary, um, my Kate Meter book that I love so much that I am like blanking oh. man down, man down. man down by Kate Meter. That was all through text messaging. Um, and there's, I mean, there's like a million of them. And I just, I love knowing that people are feeling more free to get to know each other because they're not, they're not face to face. They're, they're through some sort of written form. They're getting to know each other on a different level. Or they get to know each other through the written form and then they hate each other in real life. It works. <laughs> a lot of like I know. enemies to lovers oh, start with a pistolary. Like, how about spoiler alert? How about spoiler oh, God. alert? Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love that and, book. Um, Hannah Khan carries on by Wisma Jalaldeen. Yes. Oh, I don't um, think I've read that one. You said it's kind of like an, a complete ode to You've Got Mail, right? Like it kind of feels yes. like that sort of. Yeah. Yes, like it's it's a podcast. Like she does a, an anonymous podcast, and she like gets to know one of her fans, and they have this like really, you know, they have this friendship where they don't really know who the other person is, but they're just like exchanging all these really deep, heartfelt <clears throat> emails and like text messages, and then when they eventually meet in person, there's a little bit of an enemies to lovers like vibe thrown in, which is what made me think of it when Sarah was talking about that. Um, but it's a it's a very cool one. I love the way her podcast is described. Um, there's a lot of like talk about you know why she thinks it's so important to share the stories of her life with people. If you like the food romances, it has a really nice. Um, like halal restaurant vibe thrown in. Yes. I Um, love all the food. I have to add one more Beauty and the Beast book to add to the show notes, which is Hidden Miles by Claire Kingsley. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. But that also works. It sort of works in the epistolary realm as well. Oh, yeah. Their way of communicating is through computer games. Um, but it's ah, all yes. written at first and then turns to discussion over um, without cameras. I think it's, it could work on yeah, so they many They talk different. to each other. They're like online, they online game together. Yeah. So they hear each other's voices and they see each other's avatars, but they don't see each other. What about, so it's not really a friends to, um, they don't fall in love per se, but have any of you seen the, Samantha Moon books? No. no. Who's the author? No. J.R. Rain. And they're mostly on oh. Kindle. Oh, like urban fantasy esque. Like kind urban of? fantasy. And I'm thinking of this one thing where they they don't fall in love, but they get to know each other because they're always texting or instant messaging at night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love books like that. There's also, um, Cara Stone has a couple of Audible originals. And actually, um, was it Denise Williams? I think that mentioned it to me. And they're kind of epistolary, like in a different way, but they're like. like, Through text. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. And like phone calls. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a great book. I love that book. I'm trying to think of the name. I think there are two. There's like Sweet Talk. And then there's Call Me Maybe. Yep. And those um, are kind of novella length. She has. It was a great tropity books, Cara Bestone. I mean, there's like the age gap romance is her first one. Um, she has one that's um, 
Oh, geez. I feel like she has a friends to love her. She has an enemies to lovers for sure. She covers all the tropes. So does you know, the um, bromance book club books. All yes. Oh, um, I really like them. For, I'm sorry. I love those. Uh-huh. They're so good. <laughs> Lisa Kay Adams. The, and they, everyone like one is um, second chance romance. We have, um, Fake enemies relationship, to, enemies, enemies to, lovers. to lovers. Oh, friends to lovers is the third one with the cat cafe. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I have the second one marriage. on my iPad right now, undercover. Oh, they're so good. Um, and then I know that we're not really going to cover a whole nother trope, but another trope that I absolutely love is grumpy sunshine. Oh, me too. I love that one like, so much. I love, cause I just think it's so funny when you hear people say grumpy sunshine. Act the grumpy age, sunshine Eve Brown. Brown. Yes. Act your age, Eve Brown. And then also, um, oh, what's her name? It's, it's twice shy by Sarah Huggle. I love grumpy sunshine. Oh, yes. If but we reverse act- it where the, like the female is sort of the, grumpy, the grumpy one. Um, the Duke who didn't by Courtney Milan. I have not read that one. <gasps> Joanna Bourne has a lot of grumpy. Yes, although I don't know that lot. she has. I don't know that there are any like sunshine heroines. In no, there, I don't think they are. They just seem to be grumpy. Yes, like the heroes. <laughs> are, a lot of the heroes yeah. are. <laughs> I love Joanna Bourne. I'm so sad. She has officially retired. She and, yeah, it took her even... so years to write that first book. I used to belong on the CompuServe Writers Forum that Gabaldon used to belong to, and Joanna Bourne. I saw her write that first, her first book, because oh. I've seen pieces of it throughout. So I'm surprised. Wow, it took her so long. Yeah, she's written. I think there are six of them now, and yeah. um just like last year, toward the end of the year, she actually um, came out and said that she wasn't going to be writing anymore. So many great, great I know, you kind of touched romances. on forced proximity and oh, we didn't even talk about marriage of convenience or wrong side no, of the tracks or like so many. We'll have to do this small again. town. I know. <gasps> oh God, small Ooh, town. Small I love town. small town. <laughs> I know. There was just, I, I wanted to like side of the tracks is another one. I love too. I know. I love that one too, but small town, like if I need something to just sort of perk me up, I always go to small town when they, where they make the town, like a character in the books, like bootleg springs. Small towns with us. No, Amber. Um, no, I I don't think I was home. I don't think I was home. I think I was on vacation when you did small towns. We'll have to do it again. Cause there's a lot of, there's, there's a so lot of small many. towns that are characters. Yeah. Yes. God, there yes. are so many towns I just wish I could go to. Yeah, me too. But there's just so many good romances. And I feel like we only scratched the surface of all the gorgeous tropes that people love. The only one that I hate more than Secret Baby is Love Triangles. Oh. I can't. Yes. But no, oh, I love triangles. I hate it. Love triangles. No, I know and some people love them, though. I don't want to like quote yuck your yum, but like seriously, just love triangles give me too much uh, they stress me out i i can't do and that secret That's why baby I don't like reverse harem either yeah Ooh. no oh i've i can't do reverse harem unless 
I don't know. There, there are a couple of books that kind of fall into that, um, that I've, I've really liked, but as a rule, I don't get stressed out. I can barely juggle one partner. I can't imagine juggling like a whole stable of them. (laughs) And that's why I can't read them. I'm sorry. I just get so like stressed out. That's a perfect description. Think of all the work you have to do. Like you'd have to be like, Oh my like god! On your to... game every night because you'd have to have a different person. Oh. Like every oh, oh, that's like oh. yeah. No, I can't do. And think person. of like if you're one of those girls that has to get all prettied up and no, no, it's I, like I all just... you'd be doing. <laughs> if you yeah. have a life, like okay, Monday. What Tuesday, I have to Wednesday. shave again? <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you just want to let it like all like your legs all grow out because you know yeah. like it's winter time and no (laughs) but every partner you gotta like I don't know but secret baby I hate as a mom because I I don't know like I like I don't mind secret baby like if they come back years later and like they couldn't find them but I don't like secret baby where like they're pregnant and they know they are and they don't tell them like Susan Elizabeth Phillips what was that fancy no fancy nobody's no, nobody's- I thought it was nobody's baby, but mine. Yeah, she like, no. oh, I, love I don't think that was so much a. Se- it was. I don't think that, that was really so a secret, secret baby. baby. Secret baby to me, I love that book by the way. But secret baby to me is more like, like you get pregnant and you know you're pregnant, but like then you guys have a misunderstanding and you leave and you don't yes. tell them. I think I don't that like was that. fancy. It was the one with the was it fancy English- pants? Fancy pants. Yes, with, fancy uh, pants. Bodine was that yes, the that one. And the um, little boy was Teddy Bodine. Yeah. 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 And um, what's her name? The girl with the Francesca, British... I think. Francesca, Francesca Day. Yeah. Who then you see again in um, Lady Be Good, which made me really happy. Well, then you also see that entire cast of characters in. Um, what's the, the one, one before I... The Great Escape? The one. Yeah, I didn't like that book about. I um, didn't like that one. About Fleur, her daughter. Is that her name? Fleur? Um uh, the daughter like of the it. model, that one. Um, oh, it was the, the book before the... the Great Escape, where I she ends up with Escape. Teddy Bodine. I didn't, I didn't like that book. Yeah. I thought they were all assholes and went at Texas. And I, yeah, I don't feel like they got what they deserve for how they treated that girl. And I'm blanking on her no. name, but she was the daughter of the model and the western guy. <laughs> yes, and that wasn't no glitter baby. baby, glitter, glitter baby. baby, no glitter baby's daughter. Yes, <laughs> Glitter Baby's daughter. Yep. Meg Caranda. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Oh, there's just so many, Shannon. All right. So this concludes our discussion of romance tropes, um, mostly romance tropes that we love, but at the end, um, a little bit of romance tropes that we don't love. Thank you to Stacy, Sarah, and Georgina for being part of this episode tonight. As always, thanks goes out to the fabulous Christine for all of her wonderful editing. And we thank each and every one of you so very much for joining us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, It kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. 
So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody. Thank you.